Hey y'all, it's time for some damn good content. I'm Shelby Claymall, your host and business bestie. I'm a content creator, social media manager, and coach, keynote speaker, wife, and a mama of two who ditched her nine to five to build a thriving multi six-figure business solely using social media. Just like you, I'm a working mom and a wife with limited time. So I'm committed to cutting the fluff and delivering tips and fresh ideas straight to your earbuds on how you too can harness damn good content and create that type of business that you love and are proud of. Each week, we'll deep dive into strategy and mindset of building your brand on social media so that your confidence and success in the online space can skyrocket. Get ready to step outside of your comfort zone and start creating some damn good content. Are you ready? Let's freaking get it. Hey guys, welcome back to the Damn Good Content Podcast. I have today with me my bestie, Stephanie Blasmiguez. She is a killer mom, but in a past life, she was a damn good life coach. And we have her here today to talk about her expertise, balancing mom life, and so much more. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, actually. Cheers to moms and wine and just talking about all the things. How are you? I'm great. Give us a little backstory on who you are and a little bit about what you did, what you're doing, all the things. Sure. So like Shelby said, I'm a bestie for life. Um, Shelby and I met back in 2009 and, you know, been friends ever since. Um, Let's see. So I, my background, kind of how I got into life coaching, it really started from me becoming a mom. Um, I had a lot of self-conscious issues um, leading up to becoming a mom. I think it's just, and I'm not going to put this on everybody, but, you know, a lot of women struggle with body image and perfectionism and, you know, caring so much about what other people think, people-pleasing. I suffered from all of those. And it was through becoming a mom to my first child, a little girl, Lucy, that I started realizing I do not want her to have to suffer from those things. And so I started doing some really deep digging, some therapy work, some um, just self-discovery and realized that I wanted to break down those beliefs. And so through that, I realized, well, golly, there's a lot of women out there that could use some help. And so I ended up um, training and it was a six month um, training program and it was with it's called inner glow circle and it was awesome and um got certified to become a life coach started my own business it's called bloom life coaching that was back in 2018 and um so at the time i was in sales and was doing that full-time but was also running my business and so literally i would wake up at 6 a.m and i would meet with a client I'd work all day long in sales and then that at night I'd come home and I'd meet with another client around eight o'clock after I put my daughter to bed. And so it was really busy. And by the time I got pregnant with our second daughter, um, this was in 2012, well, she was born in 2020. So 2019, I was ready to kind of go out on my own. And so um, basically, well, the backstory there is I was working for corporate America and I kind of saw a need in my own organization um for coaching because I myself was a salesperson and it took me a couple years to become successful and I kind of figured um 
you know, it wasn't that I didn't have the sales training. That was great. It was more the mental training. Right. You know, it was the self-confidence issues. It was, no, just go for the CEO. Call the dang CEO. Why not? And I had to break down those barriers to continue to be successful. So I actually approached my organization with the idea of coaching. This was in 2019 before coaching was really widely accepted um, or even appreciated. And I kind of wrote my own job description and um, they thought it was a good idea, but at the time just couldn't take me on. So I ended up leaving the company, um, started my own business, but within probably three to four months, we were back in touch and I became just a 1099 where I would actually, I did more not life coaching, but business performance coaching um, with, um, up and coming leaders for the organization. So I did that from 2020 through the pandemic all through 2022, and then had my third child. And since then I've been basically full-time mom. So it's been crazy, but a good ride. I will back you up just a little bit <clears throat> to when you did launch your bloom coaching. And I'll be very frank because I think that now, life coaching is way more popular in the sense of like people know what it is yeah and so when you started everybody was like what does that even mean like what do you mean you're going to be a life coach and when I tell y'all she was in social media before I feel like social media was a thing obviously that's not true because it was 2018 but it was very new to a lot of people and she was thriving and you did the what's the series you did in the mornings um so every single morning this was a way to hold myself accountable, but it was cool because it was um, it was a way that I really connected with a lot of people in yeah. the audience. Every morning I would wake up and I would just take a picture of my coffee pot, but I would put the timestamp on it. And yeah. I would wake up every morning and I would do, um, you know, some journaling, some meditation, and then I'd exercise. But I mean, I would do it every single day. And if there was ever a day that, you know, I woke up late, I would still do the time, but people, they would write me, you know, yes. me, and they'd say, oh my gosh, what happened? Yeah. Watching. Yeah. And I'm talking about two, the, what did you, it's the worm, what, what is the thing that you did the series, the. Oh, oh, um, early bird gets the worm. Yes. And you would get on every day or was it every day? So it all started with the coffee pot. Yes. Yes. And then probably like after a year in, I started, it was, um, it was IGTV is what it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's even the case. No, but it's fine. Keep going. You know, basically, um, I'm like video. Okay. You know, at that point I'm like reading articles. Like, what do you do on social media? To yeah. Relevant? Yeah. Um, so it was IGTV, it was video was the thing. And so, yeah, every single morning I would get up and I would have my cup of coffee and I would just stick my camera on record and just kind of talk about my thoughts. Sometimes it was motivational. Sometimes it was just where I was at for the day. Yeah. And I think I stuck with it for quite a bit, but then I don't know what happened. I think the pandemic started. I think so too. I think into a time warp. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going to push you a little bit to try to remember exactly how you felt in that moment where, and let me phrase this, if you're listening to this podcast, I didn't preface, like, give her any prep on the questions that I'm going to ask or anything, and basically nothing's off limits at this point. Um, but I want you to channel back into when you were in corporate and say like the light bulb went off, like, yeah. what were you feeling? What was that key turning point where you were like, this needs to happen. And I am the person to do this. Like, where did that happen? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Um, 
I think it was my own turning point when, oh, I do know. Okay. So, you know, for sales organizations, usually there's this giant sales goal that you hit. And sometimes there's a big fun trip. That's what we had for our company. And, you know, that's what we lived and breathed for was hitting contests. We wanted to make it to our trip was always in Cancun and I finally hit it. And the day I hit it, um, in one breath, it felt really good. But in the other breath, it was kind of like, this is why, like, I'm like, this is all the nights and the days that I didn't spend with my daughter, all the hours that I didn't spend with her for this, you know, it kind of felt empty yeah, a little bit. And, um, it had nothing to do really with the organization. It just had more to do with my values and it just didn't necessarily align with, um, what I stood for. And, and for me, family is always going to be number one. So even if, you know, I'm a bazillionaire, um, if, if I don't have time to spend with my family, then it will not be worth it. And right. that was, that was really the turning point. Mm -hmm. So from then I'm like, okay, what are my values? Right. You know, and what do I want to just dive headfirst into so that I do feel comfortable if I do have to sacrifice an hour here or there, whatever it is, or all day long from my children, what am I okay doing? Right. Um, and, and it was helping other women. And so it started as wanting to mentor women, working moms, to help them figure out how to organize their lives so that they could make time for their own self-care. And so that was it. But I, I didn't, I'm not, I wouldn't necessarily... I started my own business, but I wouldn't consider myself a typical entrepreneur. I don't love risks and I'm honestly not a huge visionary. I'm more of a um, process driven person. And so that was why my first thought was I want to be a coach, but how can I become a coach within this organization? And so that was where the whole, let me write my job description. Let me talk to leadership in this company and see how they can create a position for me. Um, so I don't have to go out on my own, but it really was a six month per six month process. And honestly, by the end of it, I was so convicted around yeah. that I had multiple clients and we were making, making changes in people's lives. And I was like, you know what? I feel strongly about this. Yeah. I, like, I'm gonna do it. I want to back so. you up and say, were the clients you had within that organization or was that outside of the organization? And so how did those people find out what you were doing? You had launched Bloom at this point, correct? Yeah, I launched Bloom and they were from social media. Every mm. single one was from social media. It works. Um, <sighs> it was cool. It was very organic, honestly. Um, it was people that would message, you know, because every day I would do the early bird um, gets the worm segment. Um, but I would also post like I had like and I don't know this maybe what you do now but like Mondays were always I'm making this up because I don't remember but it was like Mondays were for motivation Sundays Sundays were always about like a reset or taking care of yourself yeah. Tuesdays I always shared something I was reading from a book you know so I had like on Tuesdays I do this on Wednesdays I do a quote on you know whatever and so people would comment I was constantly messaging back and forth with different women and they'd start talking to me. And so I always offer a, um, a free discovery call where it's just 30 minutes where we kind of talk and just chat about what's going on in your life. And so, um, it would start on Instagram usually, and then I would just bring it up and I'd say, Hey, do you want to hop on a call? And we would, and not every time, but a lot of times after we chat, people were like, yeah, let's do this. You know? So. Well, I would say this, 
it could be just because I'm biased because you are a very, very great friend of mine. But I will say that I've been trying to convince her to get back into the life coaching scene for a really long time because I'm technically, quote unquote, one of your clients, whether you accept it or not, or I don't pay her. I just pay her in wine and being your friend. And but the wisdom that it shocks me in a way of like, it's not bad and it's nothing negative towards you that sometimes when I spit certain aspects out at you you give me such wisdom and knowledge back and I'm like holy shit like she has so much to give that I feel like it's only holding you back to a sense of like when are you coming back when are you going to provide this to women that need it especially the women that want more that are living in a world now that is consumed with social media. And yes, I do it for a living, but in the same sense, it's not the positive. It's not a very positive thing because you're so consumed with comparison, posture syndrome, all those things. When are you ready or to come back to guide those people, at least just to show up on social media and give some tips, not necessarily even like show or take clients at the moment. Like, or is that in the works anytime soon? You don't have to give us an exact date, but can you give us something? I know, I know. Um, I would say that my friend Shelby is definitely pushing me to think about it more. Um, it's really not a lack of desire. It's truly um, just thinking about time and how am I going to fit that in. So I've got three kids. My oldest is five and a half. So clearly it's a lot of a lot of heartbeats that we're taking care of under one household. Um I want to do it, but for me, and this probably goes back to my perfectionism. It's like, if I'm going to do anything, I want to do it first class. Yeah. But I also know that you preach, just get on there and it's okay if it's messy, you know? So, um, my two oldest will be in school starting in August. And, um, I think that'll give me more time to start thinking about posting or actually posting and, um, yeah, we'll see where it takes me. Okay. Well, let's turn the ropes a little and put you to work just so we can show everybody what they're actually missing out because in reality it's there's a lot of coaches now on social media there's a lot of people that are telling you their life coaches business coaches whatever type of other coaches there are out there but in all reality like they're just like social media managers there's a the good ones there's the bad ones there's the people that just want to make money versus the ones that actually know what they're talking about and so you've dealt with me for the last two years of going out on my own it's been very tricky and like this podcast is very open and very safe space so anything that we've talked about is fair game at this point but just talk about how you've helped me overcome obstacles like the dark places I've been in so say like this past like January when I was like just really mentally struggling with you know weight or my business or my mentality of like where it's going I could lose it all tomorrow like all those things like give a little bit of insight on from the outside perspective I guess since I'm really your only coaching client <laughs> yeah I mean for me especially like if I hear if I'm watching someone do something incredible obviously I know so much about you because of course we're such close friends but I mean, I believe in what you're doing and I know you believe in what you're doing. And then there's this also this dark side, you know, that comes out. And I think a lot of people have that. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's like the angel and the devil sitting on the shoulder and, and one's like, you got this. Yeah. Or side's like, you suck. 
Yeah. Oh, and it's terrible and it's hard. And so it's just, it's an acknowledgement that, that the thought is there and it's actually not trying to extinguish that thought, but it's trying to manage the thought and it's trying to figure out a way um, to be like the thoughts there and I acknowledge you, but we're not gonna listen to you today because of evidence in A, B, and C. And so I feel like, I don't know, I mean, I, it's not like I have a, um, what's that word, a formula. I don't have a formula, you know, in place, but I feel like that's what I do, you know? It's like, if you're telling me, I don't know, you're not successful or your business is gonna fail, the first thing I do is start looking for evidence of, look what you overcame and here's where you're at now, you know, reminding you of the hardships that you've already overcome and right. who you are today, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, I can't really think of specific things that we've talked about in this moment. I'm sure if I sat here for a minute, I could think about it, but I feel like that's the first thing that comes to mind. No, and I think too, what a big thing that you've helped me overcome is like, I'm such a visionary where the sense of like, I have these really high expectations and goals. And if I don't get even close remotely close to it I feel like I failed uh, and what you have taught me is to celebrate very small victories yeah. in the sense of like I started a business you left corporate you have now built a team you've now you know entered this different era of like money that you're making that you would never have made like maybe the client that you didn't get is a small victory because it's open doors for the next client that you've right. gotten and it's it's really made me really open my mindset of to the point of like you are where you are and at dinner tonight you said you have to be able to accept the joy you are living in today in order to succeed or excel in where you want to be and so I feel like that is huge especially like a lot of the audience that's listening to us as moms or they're women in general like I might have a few men Thank you for listening. Um, but the women are either a scared of taking the leap of right. from corporate or they're in corporate. They want to climb that ladder or they are stay at home moms, but they might be looking for a side hustle or they are stay at home moms and they've just lost themselves yeah. into the sense of like what we talked about earlier is self care. And like, I'm a huge advocate on it. And I feel like when I started my business, it kind of went away because I was huge on working out. I was huge on certain things. And then I started a business and I was like, I don't have time for diddly squat. And you were like, okay, let's bring it back. Mm -hmm. And I will say over the last few months, like I feel like I'm a little bit more calm because I have people in my circle like you that have helped me overcome that. So what are some like key components to maybe like the women that are struggling with whatever situation that they're in to overcome the confidence that they may not have or the imposter syndrome that they may be facing or the fact that they think that they lack lack the self-care within themselves to provide for their families in the way they should. Yeah. I think obviously the first thing that I think of is time management is just so hard. I think, um, it, Definitely if you're a mom, but even if you're not a mom, like I think about how busy work is, how busy even maintaining relationships are, you know, showing up for friends, families, and the world just seems to be in hyperspeed today, you know? And so if we don't demand a stop in our day and, and a break to just 
take a deep breath, you know, um, nobody's going to give us that time. Right. You know? And so I think that's super important and not that I'm the best at that because I can absolutely self-sacrifice all the time, but kind of what you mentioned, um, it's not about, um, being perfect. So if you want to aspire to, um, an hour of self-care every single day, but you know, you're just slammed with work or slammed with your family or whatever yeah. else, like that's an unrealistic goal, you know? And I think that it's weird for me as a life coach to help people almost, um, lessen their goals. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not that I don't think that people can get there. It's just that if you, um, are at the the I don't know what that's called the bottom of a mountain right and you're like yeah tomorrow I'm gonna be at the very top I'm like you're gonna fail you know um do you really want to get to the top yes well then let's just plan to get about maybe a tenth of the way up tomorrow right and people don't want to hear that because they're like no 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 I'm getting to the top and I'm like you're gonna fail and so those are hard conversations that you actually have to have with people is like I see your motivation and I'm loving it, but let's actually channel that into something that really can happen that feels realistic for you so that we can celebrate the small wins so that it builds the momentum to get to that next goal and that next goal and ultimately get you to the summit, you know? Yeah. Um, so basically going back to the time management thing, um, I feel like it's all about what is realistic for you. So if women are struggling with, finding time for self-care, finding time to making this up, you know, write that book that they want to write or start that podcast, whatever it is. Um, don't necessarily um, think you're going to record the whole podcast, start a whole podcast in one night. It's right. Maybe just give yourself 30 minutes, three times a week to start brainstorming ideas. And then eventually those ideas will come together. And then it's the 30 minutes will turn into researching equipment and then from there it's recording the episodes and then it's editing and then eventually before you know it through consistency and discipline you'll have yourself a podcast right you know so it feels weird to tell people go smaller but it's right go smaller to go bigger right right and i think too in the world we live in today social media has really screwed a lot of people up in the mentality aspect oh yeah so like we do social media for personal brands and small businesses like truly I love it for personally as a mama and as like a crazy like lifestyle person it drives me nuts it literally diminishes my mentality and I'm just going to be frank with everyone I mean I'm very vulnerable very raw very real with everyone in the sense of like you have to step away from what you think is what you should be doing and just provide what you are and who you are and how you can do it in your time frame to your consumer or your audience. Because what a lot of people forget is social media is just the preview of someone's life. And it's the snapshots that they're only willing to show you and they're only, they control it. So think about it like this, even me, the influencers that you're looking at, even like people that'll come up to me and say, oh my God, Shelby, you're killing it. We control what we show you. So you think you know me, you think you know your influencer, you think you know every single thing about their life, but you don't. Right. You know what they are showing you. And a lot to go off of what you just said is 
we are all looking for that quick fix. Instant gratification. The instant gratification of maybe the weight loss journey, maybe the business. Like you see someone that's making, I don't know, seven figures or they have tens of thousands of followers, but you don't know their life. And so us as women, we try to strive for perfection versus just showing up vulnerable and how we are. We're freaking tired. We're putting a lot on our shoulders, whether you're working, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, whether you have kids, whether you don't have kids, women in general put so much pressure on themselves to show up in such a way, but that's how we've been taught. Right. And that's how we've learned. And that's how we perceive the world. In reality, you have the opportunity to take a step back now and say, this is how I want to be perceived. And this is how I want to show up. Like for me, Putting on a podcast is scary as hell. Scary as hell. But I... You're not. <laughs> but literally, everyone around me is like, rip the damn Band-Aid off. Yeah. It's time to get it out. It's not going to be perfect. Yes. It, no one might not listen to the first episode. Like, truly, it's fine. Maybe a little. Might crawl in a hole. But anyway, nobody might listen to it. But you have to start to build. And you have to start to grow and to be successful. Because the thing is... Every successful person that we follow or that you envy or that you want to be or you aspire to be, even the people that I look up to started somewhere. And just because they didn't document where they started doesn't mean they didn't go through the exact same things that you go through. And so a lot of times I talk to women of in the sense of like, you are encouraging me to step outside of my comfort zone. You are encouraging me to show up and just show a picture on social or you're encouraging me to video or whatever in the sense of like, You don't have to have a filter. You don't have to have makeup. You can really show up who you are and you're going to be so much more relatable to your consumer versus the entire world than you think. It's so refreshing. And the moment, just like you said earlier, the moment you let your guard down or the moment you told people you were doing life coaching and that you're here to help them figure out how to balance work and self-care or work and being a mom or just work in life. Your DMs flooded because they were like, I want to talk to you. They did. Yeah. People have everybody. Everybody's going through something, you know, and um, sometimes they don't know who to talk to about it, you know. And the thing is, is that um, if you're just looking for connection, basically it's you that has to put your, you can't just be like, I'm going to connect. And yet I look perfect. Yes. Like I don't relate to her. Right. Or whoever it is. You know, you have to show up messy. Um, you have to be vulnerable. And that's where people are like, me too. I feel that way. And also, this also is going on. You know, what's your thoughts on this? And that's where you really build community and strong relationships and get potential clients for me. Right. Yeah. Um, but for anybody, really. Um, and it's scary to do that because, of course, we think, and I don't know where this came from, but it was at least for me and my upbringing, it was always, you know, you want to put your best foot forward, of course, right? You want to make a good impression. I don't think anything's wrong with that, but I think that um, you miss out on some really good conversations and some really good connections if you just pretend like it's a good day every day. Oh, yeah. And I think that I talk about this a lot and I probably should talk about it more is if I didn't do what I do now, I would have never met the people that I know now. In the sense of like, I have friends and connections around the world at this point because I've been vulnerable. I put myself out there. I've shown the hardships. I've shown the successes. They cheer me on. They're in my DMs. And the thing with social media 
is a lot of people are so focused on that stupid ass vanity metric of like, I have so many followers. I get this much engagement. I get this much saves. I got the blue check. I don't have the blue check. I got, you know, like all this crap that literally does not matter. It's the conversations and exactly what you just said, the relationships you're building Mm -hmm. that will ultimately turn into a client or their friend or their mom or their dad or their their aunt or their grandmother or whatever will eventually turn into a client because they have now built trust in you. And I always say this, like you always want to build super fans to the point where no matter what you are selling or what you are doing, they are going to support you. And I was having this conversation the other day. I was going TikTok live with the Taylor Technique guy, and uh, we were talking about how people want such large followings, but they don't really understand that if you Google what 50 people in a room look like, it's still a lot of freaking people. Like, if you stood in front of 50 people in a room, would you be okay? okay with that like the Covington Beer Garden thing that I put on and 150 people walked in I was like holy crap and yet you freak out that you only have 150 followers and so I think that like social media is definitely messed with the mindset of not only women but everyone and so just for like a question on your aspect of like if there's someone that is thinking of leaving their situation or starting being an entrepreneur or stepping outside of their comfort zone. What would be your first steps for them to kind of push them in that direction and like guide them and say like, you're, you're right in where you're going or no, this is not right, but your time will come. Like what would you be your advice on that? A hundred percent. You have to know what your values are. Um, your values are what are going to guide your decisions. Um, when things get confusing, when things get a little fuzzy, um, you go back to your values. So just as an example, um, that's always one of the first things that I do when I would meet with my clients was, um, we would do this exercise and you go through and you figure out what your, um, your either top three to five values are Right. and you write power statements, you know, and, um, so this one woman that I was working with, um, on, I don't know why this impacted me so much, but um, she graduated from law school, but ended up having two children very close together. So she was a stay-at-home mom and she was just really struggling with that. And we figured out that fun was one of her like top values. And she just wasn't having fun. You know, I mean, she had like babies at home and it was just no sleep and all spit up and whatever. And so one of her power statements was, um, and this probably isn't it, but it was like incorporate fun, you know, something. Yeah. Yeah. And so what she realized is, you know, while she was doing something as simple as the dishes or vacuuming, if she just blared music and danced while she was doing it, it absolutely changed um, her perspective on the situation. It changed her mood. Her marriage ended up getting better. Like so simple. It was just like she didn't realize before she and I started meeting together that she wasn't having fun and she didn't realize how much fun, how important that was. Right. You know, so if someone's looking to go out on their own um, or leave corporate or anything, you before you make any big life decision, you have to know who am I, what do I stand for, what are my boundaries, what are my non-negotiables? And usually that can be summed up in three to five values. And if you write those power statements, which is essentially just putting a very strong action or a verb, you know, in front of that value, um, 
it pretty much can guide you, you know? So it helps you realize like, no, I'm as an entrepreneur, no, I'm not going to do that because that's a boundary I set because integrity is one of my values. Right. You know? Yeah. Or loyalty, you know, is one of my values. And I don't want to, you know, hurt that relationship or whatever it is. You know, I'm only, I guess, speaking in the negative terms right now, but um, I would, that's my first piece of advice is know who you are, figure out those ba- or values and, um, and then that's where the life courses are the life. And when I say courses, like the pathways, um, they seem to just kind of fall into place. You just have to know what you want. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is you should do that first because I did not, even though I do know them now, like I do that a lot with my clients, like all of like, what are your pillars? What are, what is your demographic? Who is your avatar? Da, 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 da. And then like, I remember recently I was like, holy shit, I've never sat down and actually like said that mm-hmm. for myself because it's yeah, just been you said you didn't know what they were but how easy did they pop up in your face? and really quickly it's exactly. so but I know you didn't do the exercise but the core of who you were you knew them. you knew and I will them. say this if you are doing something and I've had this conversation a lot and I feel like you're gonna agree with it or you might not who knows really she'll tell me if she doesn't but your gut is about 95 percent always right and so when I say that is say you're leaving corporate and it feels right trust your gut obviously figure out your financials if you have to be like me and build out a damn powerpoint for your husband to see and sit in the living room and look at it whatever but or if you're meeting with a client and it could be great money and it could be like life-changing money but something in your gut says don't do it then trust your gut like your gut your intuition is telling you a lot more than you think. And in that moment, you could feel like, well, this client, if I don't take them, then I'm a failure. Or what if nothing like this comes up again? Or if I stay in corporate, I'm stuck. Or if I leave, da 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 da. It ultimately is your intuition and God both saying, there's a bigger opportunity coming. And so trust yourself and trust that you know your values, your mission, your goal. And just like Steph just said, I don't have them written down and plastered on my wall or my power statements yet, but I basically pretty much know what I stand for at this point. And I'm very verbal at this point too, that you know, if you don't know, then yikes. But, (laughs) but you know, it's just like, right. I think too, a lot of times with women is I've always been told I'm very outgoing and I'm very, I speak my mind and I really don't care. But in all reality, I feel like I do have a really big heart for the people that are within my circle and I'm very protective of that nature. But in the sense of you like me, you like me, you don't, you don't. And it still affects me, but it won't affect me enough to keep me moving forward. And I think that a lot of times with women is majority of us just want to be liked and we just want to be accepted by a lot of people. And there it's very rare if you don't and letting those people stop you from doing what you want to do is very sad to think about because if you think about yourself in five, 10 years and you're like, if I would have just not cared what Stephanie thought or Sally thought or whomever that case was, and I just did the damn thing, where would I be now? And so for this podcast, I really just wanted to empower women to whatever it is that you want to do, just chase your damn dreams. Like 
truly you will have a circle that will support you that will tell you that's a dumb idea that will say record that crap again (laughs) whatever the case may be but they're doing that in your best interest and I just think that that's very valuable that women find that and I will say on a podcast that has already aired and everything we talked about how the fact that I was never really a girl's girl like ever honestly and until like more recently because I just found that women are very catty which is very true until you find the right people that are going to support you and then you become like a mega girl's girl at that point because you're like this is awesome women are empowering women so if this is me telling you if you are looking to do something hire that coach hire that life coach if bloom opens back up again with i have anything to say with it (laughs) it will but i have seen it firsthand you're amazing you've given me truly so much guidance so much confidence so much feedback that whether I liked it in the moment or didn't like it in the moment I still took it as that is coming truly from a good place and exactly what I need to hear in that moment so I appreciate you being here and this isn't gonna be our only time duh she's coming back and if you do decide to get back on social where can these beautiful humans listening find you I'm on Instagram. I think it's Blinn Life Coaching LA. <laughs> we will put it in the show notes. I love that. <laughs> and I know I'm on Facebook. I'm not on TikTok. I don't know if I'm going to do the TikTok. Uh, I mean, that's about to go. We don't really know what that is. You're not done. I have one more question. Okay. Are you ready for it? I don't tell any of my people yet. And the fact that, that this hasn't aired as we're recording this, it's going to suck when it does because people are going to be waiting for it. But I want a real answer. If you could go back and tell the little girl Mm -hmm. one thing, what would you tell her? I'm just going to say the first thing that popped in my head, which was don't give a shit about what other people think. Yes! (laughs) (laughs) The first thing that came to my God, the fact that you just said that I love it I asked that question and nobody really gets like no. vulnerable They, I did the brand video or whatever and they asked me that question last I cried what did you say? well you're just going to have to wait and see okay. it was good I hope they kept it they might not because they probably got awkward because I cried but the thing is like it's when you're little we had this conversation at dinner tonight the world is so cruel the world is so hard and when you're that age you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. And it unfortunately starts so young. I mean, I see it already with my daughter is going into kindergarten. She, you know, doesn't want to wear a braid because she's unsure, a braid in her hair because she's unsure and if her friends will think it's cool. And I'm like, well, do you think it's cool? And she's like, I love it. It looks like Elsa from Frozen. I'm like, well, then we're wearing it, you know? Yes. So, yeah, I, I grew up caring way too much about Um, what others think. And honestly, as adults, I think we can all say that really people are so busy with their own lives that honestly, do they really care about you? And if they do, like, Mm. exactly, you know, and so it's like, wow, think about all that wasted energy, all those missed opportunities, all those really fun, cool things that you could have done just because you were, or that you didn't do just because you were too scared, you know, and it's like, damn. I really love your answer. Like, I'm really excited about it. 
kind of said you didn't cry but it's fine people are just gonna think i'm an emotional freaking wreck because i'm gonna cry a lot i've already cried on one episode it's fine anyway thank you so much for being here tonight cheers to wine and yeah, we had a great dinner we had a date um beef short rib it was great and some fried brussels why are they fried they said it was fried but i think it was like pan fried <laughs> it wasn't fried it wasn't like crispy <laughs> It wasn't that Popeye's fried chicken in Brussels. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. We might just need need to. I know, right? We might need to do another podcast where it's just us talking about life. It'd be funny for us, at least. People might not say. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode. If you like it, then comment, subscribe, share with your friends, and cheers to another great episode for Damn Good Content. We will see you next week.